You're listening to audio from Cornerstone Church. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Let's jump in. Well, Resurrection Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. You guys glad to be here today, right? Yep, 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 yep. Good deal, good deal. All right, wait, this half of the room was glad. I need this half of the room to be glad, too. You're glad to be here this morning? All right, good, 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 yeah. Well, hey, listen, so in case you don't know this about our church, briefly, we're an elder-governed church, so if you, uh, we're a bit of a, a mixture. If you took us as a church culture and put us in a blender and mix us up, it's a group of Baptists, Methodists, Pentecostals, Episcopalians, you name it, throw it in there, it's all in here. We're like Heinz 57. And so, but we're elder-governed, which means is we have a leadership that oversees the church. We have staff that guides and, and moves ministry forward. And then um, we have wonderful team members like you guys who volunteer and serve alongside and do the different things in our church. And sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks to each one of us differently and talks to us about different things. But this last couple of weeks, the Holy Spirit had been talking to us and different ones of us. And we just felt like Pastor Stephen had the word for Easter this Sunday. I preached 14 Easter's in this pulpit. Y'all heard me preach enough Easter's. Let me just say right now, how many more Easter's do I have to preach, right? So... But Pastor Steve, we really felt like his elders, we talked about, we, we still our elders this weekend, they were so excited about this, and um, why, why, why are they laughing? Did you say something? What'd you do? You know me. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know you at all. It could be dangerous. It could be a blessing. We don't know yet till the end of church today. We'll find out. But hey, will y'all do me a favor and welcome Pastor Stephen Daniel this morning to the pulpit. Thank you, yeah! Thank you. I am so glad you guys clapped because uh, <laughs> you don't know what you clap for. All right. <laughs> so um, right off the back, children, all the children in the room, can I get a little, ha! None of the kids did it, all the children. All right, so I just want all the parents in the room, you worry about keeping your kids quiet and attentive, no worries, right? If they make a little noise, no problem. If they get too loud, just kick them in the butt and they'll be fine. All right, but we're going we're gonna to be gracious to our children today. This is one of those few opportunities that we get to welcome and experience God together. I was raised uh, back in the day. By the way, I'm Stephen Daniel. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. So I was raised in a church where, kids, you had to go to church with your parents. And I want to tell you, those was, that was the boringest four hours of my life. And if we looked the wrong way, what would our parents do? They'd give us that stare, or they'd even give us a little pop in the head. But we knew after church, I was dead meat. Kids, don't worry, you're not dead meat today. Because this is a different church. That was, a, that was a, a black church where we believed in beating our kids. I'm not going to say you guys don't believe in whooping your kids. I was going to say some of you guys may get a stern talking to or a timeout after this. This is just a little bit different. But don't worry about it. Now here's, I know we said that God gave me a message and I just want to be real honest with you guys. Over the last week, I have been praying and talking to God. Pearl can contest. I've been sitting quietly before his presence, trying to figure out what he would have us to know today. And I want to tell you guys, before I got up here, I still didn't know what he wanted us to say. I No, yeah, amen. I still did not know what God would have us to know for today. I understood that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. I understood all the sacrifice that he made, but God kept saying this single word to me. And I'm like, God, can you give me more? At least give me some scriptures. So this morning when I got up at four o'clock, I at least sent the tech team some scriptures. I'm like, we may be somewhere around here, but I have no idea where God is taking us today. 
But I'm going to do it with as much passion as I have inside of me. Because here's the deal. This is what God says. He wants you to experience God. Some of you guys are here for the first time. You haven't been here in a while, so you don't understand. We have been in a, season, a series. We have been in a Bible study where we're talking about experiencing God. We're talking about making this whole concept of serving the Lord, making it personal and intimate to us. And God said, I just want you to talk to them about experiencing me, the power of the resurrection. So I want to read this verse, and we're going to go from here. Amen. Bear with me. We're going to do it. All right, so it's the verse found in Ephesians. I got my Bible today. I usually have my notes with my Bible scripture. I'm like, God, whatever you want, this is what matters. Because how, how many of us know it's not even about what I'm saying right now? If God doesn't show up in this place, we're going to leave here the same. I'm going to stop right there. If we come to church on Sunday and don't expect to hear from God, we're going to leave every week the same way. And I want to tell you, the reason the Church of America is no longer as powerful as it used to be is because we have turned our expectations down. Okay, I'm stopping right there. There we go. Yes, Lord. Okay. There's a thing about expectations. There's a thing about when you want to expect something from God. When you expect to receive from the Lord, it's like you turn up the temperature in your house. I'll give you an example. My kids want something from me. I can tell you, when Stevie wants something from me, that expectation is, expect, expectancy is turned up loud. Kids, you in the room, when it's Christmas time, what do you do? You write the notes, right? You write the notes to Santa Claus because you're expecting to get whatever it is that's on your list, right? You bug them. Your birthday coming around. Ella's already telling them what she wants on her birthday. Her birthday is November 1st, but she's expecting. <laughs> you get, that's what we do as kids. When it's our parents, we're so excited. We're going to run around. We're dropping them little hints. Hey, did you see this commercial about this new Super Nintendo that's coming out? I know it's not a Super Nintendo, but hear me out. A Nintendo Wii game? Or can I get these V-Bucks? Or how about these shoes? Ellis constantly send me pictures. Wouldn't it be nice if I got these shoes on my birthday? Right? These are the little hints we do because she's expecting to receive. But do we do the same thing from God? Are we expecting to receive from God today? No, 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 no. I know we say yes. Hear me out. The reason why this is so important is because the stone was rolled away. <laughs> the reason, here, let me, let me just read. All right, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, forgive me. All right, so Ephesians chapter 1, and I know I'm running around like a crazy, but bear with me, right? Okay, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 says this. This is Paul, and this is prayer for the Ephesians and for us, for that matter. He says this, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in a place of honor at God's right hand. In the heavenly realm. Let's continue on. Now he is far above any ruler, any authority, any power, any leader, anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put him, put all things 
under the authority of Christ and made him to be the head over all things for the benefit of the church. I'm stopping right there. Paul says, I want you to experience the exceeding greatness of the power that's available to you guys because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That same power when Jesus, some of you guys don't know this, so Jesus was the son of God. He took on the form of man and he walked among us. He took a group of guys and girls and said, you know what, let me show you what it means to be a believer. Let me show you what it really means to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Then it came time to go to the grave where he has to be crucified. And he went to the, he went to a, 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 the Garden of Gethsemane. He went alone to pray. He took a couple of his closest guys. And as he was praying, do you notice what he was praying? He was saying, God, if it's at all possible, take this away from me because it was so bad. And then he was going on. He went to tell his, his disciples, could you not stay and watch and pray with me? And he tells them this, because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus said, I want to die for you. And I already see what I have to do. And I know what's going to happen after I die. But I am so weak right now because it's going to be so painful on me. It's going to be so painful to my body that if I don't do this, if I don't get in God's presence, if I don't seek his face, I'm not going to be able to do this. So pray with me. Because I want to die for you because I need you to understand how powerful it is for the resurrection to come. But if I don't die, I can't rise again. And unless he rise again, the power won't be available. We're not Christians because Jesus died. There's a lot of good people that died before. There's so many people that died before that said, I was a mighty prophet. I was the man of God. People thought they were Jesus. And did they die? Yes. The difference is Jesus came back to life. On the third day, it said that there was an earthquake early in the morning. It was like the ground was trembling. The ground was shaking because it couldn't hold Jesus any longer. Do you get that? That earthquake, the whole ground was shaking. The ground was shaking. It couldn't hold Jesus. Jesus was like, get off of me. And he came. And, the, and he rose again. God said that if you understand, if you experience this resurrection power in your life, there's nothing that's dead that won't be alive. There are people in this room right now. God just told you that he healed you. But do you believe it? I come from the, I come from the old faith movement. I come from the old faith movement. And there were some errors that we had, but hear this out. If you take God at his word... You can experience what God is saying. I want you to know, those of you that's hearing this for the first time, I'm not here because I'm just a special person. I'm here because God healed me. God healed my body. There was an old song that go, he healed my body, he touched my mind, he saved me. You know, okay, all right, don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. But here, I'm here. I am here today. Because I experienced the power of the resurrection. Let me explain. Again, I know, bear with me if you heard this story before. When I was four or five, I was in a coma. My mom and dad were separated. Six boys. Everybody got chicken pox in the household. I didn't. My mom's like, okay, he's fine. He's not getting chicken pox. But I'm scratching because you can't see him on the outside. 
I'm starting to lose my sight. I'm like, Mama, where are you? She's like, stop playing, boy. That's not funny. Where are you, Mama? I can't see anything. She calls her mom up. She goes, I don't know what's going on with Stephen, but he's saying he can't see, and he's scratching like crazy. Her mama, her wise mama, my grandmama, who I was her favorite as well. I was. Um, she said, she, I can't tell you what she said, but she said, get the boy to, to the hospital. My mama got me to the hospital. Rumor goes, rumor goes, what they tell me is that if I had got there a couple minutes later, I'd be dead. I go into a coma. I was in a coma for a week. But I had a praying mama. I had a praying grandmama. I had some praying aunties and uncles, grandparents, dad, who believed in the power of the resurrection. And they heard that this is not the end of Stephen's story. A couple weeks ago, my aunties was here, and she recalled and told Pearl this, that my grandmother was praying that if you will save his life, he will be a minister for you for the rest of his life. Do you understand? You can't run away from the power of God. That resurrection power was in me, and that resurrection is in you. But do you believe? Understand, I'm supposed to be in a coma in a vegetable state for the rest of my life. I wasn't supposed to live a long time, but God healed me. And today, I don't get sick. I'm sweating now. I'm not even sweating because I'm nervous. I'm sweating because I'm preaching. I feel like T.D. Jakes up in here. That healing power is available today. I'm not telling you this because I'm just trying to make up, make something happen. I'm telling you this because before I got up here, for the last several hours, I'm like, God, what will you say? He said, don't worry about it. I got you. So I'm telling you, let's turn our, expect- our expectancies up today. Because that power is available today. Here's what I want you to know. That power is not just for healing. That power is available to those of you that's going through a tough time in your marriage. You walked in this door. You cussed all the way up until you opened the door of the church. I can't stand this woman. She's getting on my last nerve. God, this is it. That power is here to heal your marriage. Don't think it's not. My parents were separated for nine years. After nine, I don't know why they didn't be divorced. I would have divorced. Like, I'm not putting up with this. My father moved to Pennsylvania, became a street pharmacist. Some of you guys don't know what that is. <laughs> Ask your neighbor. We got kids in the room. Don't worry about it, right? He moved to Pennsylvania, left my mom and the six boys in Detroit. We prayed, we begged, we cried out to God. And after nine years, my parents got back together. Can I get a hallelujah for that? That's the resurrection power I'm talking about. I want to read this again. Paul said, I want you to understand the increasing, I mean, incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. There was many times in the Bible that Jesus looked at people and says, I mean, and they said, it's based on your belief that this has happened, right? There was one person in particular. He came to Jesus and he was like, God, if you can do anything whatsoever, heal, I believe it was his son. And, God, and Jesus looked at him and said, 
if I can do. What do you mean if I can do? All things are possible for him that believe. That's the power we're trying to touch into tonight. Let's stop for a second. Let's just pray. This, I know we're not used to this in this church. I know this is Easter Sunday and I apologize, but I feel like we need to pray. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that we will understand the greatness of your power. That you will speak to us right now, Lord. Father God, we just want to know you more. We have been studying, experiencing God. We understand that you're constantly pursuing a relationship with us. Father God, that when you speak, it causes a crisis of belief. Lord, Father God, I pray that we'll make the adjustment so we can experience you today, Lord. Speak to us, Lord Jesus. Amen. Here's what I want to understand. In Philippians, it says this, because this is Paul speaking again. Philippians chapter 3. All you new people, I'm sorry. Pastor Jody's the, he's the more, he's more quiet and reserved. That's Henry. Hi, Henry. That's my man. Don't pay attention to that. So, Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 1, it says this, Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord and never get tired of telling, I never get tired of telling you these things. I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those manipulators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. Kids, you can ask your parents what that means later. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We really, we rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human efforts, though I could have confidence in my own efforts if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason to, for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. This is Paul speaking. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel. A member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew, if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish laws. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable. I'm leading up to something. Paul said, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless Because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when it compares with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage. So that I could again, I mean, gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my righteousness, though, I mean, through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want you to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. The reason I read that 
is because I, I wonder if we count everything else as garbage. Paul said, I know what it takes to be a good follower of God. I was a great follower of God. Maybe he got a little, he missed it because he missed out on Jesus, but I was a, fa- a great follower of God. I was a part of the, the select people who read the Bible and studied all the time. I was zealous for God. He said, but no matter what, all these things, all my own efforts count for nothing. And I just wonder, here again, this is me asking questions. I wonder if you think all your efforts count for something. I wonder if you think that you can be good enough to be saved. I wonder if you wonder, if you actually ask yourself, well, I'm, I'm good enough. I don't really need to go to church on a Sunday. I'm good enough. I don't really need to have a relationship with God. I'm a good person. I don't cuss. Well, maybe I cuss a little bit. I don't steal. I don't fight. I don't argue with my parents or my spouse. Maybe you deem that you're good enough. Maybe your job has told you that because you're so successful that you don't need God. Paul said that no matter what I have obtained in life, all these things are worthless. They're pure garbage in comparison to what I found in Christ. Because of that, I want to experience his power. I'm, I, I can't get past this. Thank you, Lord. Have you turned your expectancy up? What do you believe in God for right now? What do you believe in God for right now? What has God spoken to your heart and say, I can change that? I can change your situation. I can change your circumstances. I can change and turn around what the enemy intended for bad and use it for your good. But are you turning it up? Are you turning your expectancies up? Again, I'm sweating, and I don't know why. Because I, I, I'm not nervous. I don't even care if you guys care what I'm saying. I know this seems crazy. Because I, I, God just simply wants you to know that you can experience that power today. And I'm not talking about fluff. I'm talking about life-transforming power. My father was addicted to substance. One day, as we were praying, before he came home, he said, you know what, this is it. He went and checked himself in the rehab and never touched another substance again in his life. Never touched another drop of alcohol. Stopped selling, being a street pharmacist. Again, I'm trying to be sensitive because the kids are in the house. Because we prayed, it turned his life completely around. I'm telling you because we expected it. But what are you expecting? What are you expecting? Have you got a diagnosis from the doctor that says that you will only live a little bit longer? Or you will have to deal with these diabetes for the rest of your life? That does not have to be true. Because God's power is available for you as well. Are you broke, busted, and disgusted? You're tired of living the paycheck to paycheck. I'm telling you that God's power is available to you as well. Is your company about to file for uh, bankruptcy? I don't know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Is your company about to file for bankruptcy or you feel like you can't get any money? You're not making any money in your job. God can turn that around for you as well. Is your kids getting on your last nerve? You feel like I've been praying for this boy, but this boy going straight to hell. I can't do nothing. 
God can turn that around as well. There's nothing that God can't do. I'm just telling you guys this because I have lived it and I've seen it in my own life. There's nothing that God cannot do. And Paul learned this. Paul experienced this power for himself where he was so changed that he went around and told everybody he knew about Jesus. He got the opportunity to join in on what God was doing. He won life, people's life to Christ like crazy because he decided that I'm expecting God to do something great for me. Because it's not just about you, you guys. Kids, you can change your parents' life as well. Your parents, even if they don't want to come to church with you, because of your faith, you can change your parents' lives. That's the God on his truth. I have seen it over and over again. Because of the kids start crying out for God, their hearts begin to change. They start inviting their parents to church where their parents' life completely changed. It's not dead until God says so. But are you believing it? Are you expecting it? Are you turning up your expectancy? Your expectancy? For crying out loud, I can't even say the word. It's up to you, though. I can't believe for you. And I know I'm just up here talking. I apologize again. But I can't believe for you today. In a, in a little bit, we're going to pray. Woo, this is sweat. It's coming off, isn't it? I feel like a turkey before Thanksgiving. You get a little bit nervous. You know what I'm talking about. Gobble, gobble. They start running. They know, they know what time of year it is. I cannot believe for you today. No one can believe for you. And no one can speak to your situation. But... If you believe in God, your life can be changed. And I want to say this. As we started talking about Easter this year, we brought up not this Easter. Pastor Joey, one of the words he came in the room, he was on fire that day, and I just caught a hold of it. He said, not this Easter. Here was the concept. We come to church every Easter, every year, because... Maybe our Meemaws invited us and we don't want to di- disappoint Meemaw. I don't even know what a Meemaw is, but I heard it said once, right? We don't want to disappoint Meemaw, so we got to go to church. Men, we don't want to, we don't want our, we don't, we, we're tired of hearing our wife begging us to come to church because they come to church every, every Sunday. They're like, will you come to church? So we finally show up to church this Sunday because they've been begging us. Or maybe we come to church on a regular basis and nothing changed. I felt like when Pastor Jody spoke that word, not this Easter, what jumped out to me is maybe this year it will be different for us. I'm going to... Maybe this Easter it will be different for us. Maybe this Easter, when we leave here, we'll go tell other people about Jesus. Maybe this Easter, instead of being so focused on eating around the table with our family and friends, we will join in on what God is doing. And our neighborhoods will get changed. Because we know that our neighborhoods is going down the tubes. I know we're down here in the south and there's a church on every corner. But our, our community is going down in the tubes. I see the newspaper. I see the signs. I see people marching for L B G L T W 
whatever the alphabets are, right? They're marching for those things. I see our government making decisions that are completely against my, my belief as a believer. I see what's happening to the dollar, but maybe this Easter, Christians all around our community will make a change. Maybe this Easter, they'll begin to believe in the power and the anointing of Christ. They'll begin to pray like never before. Maybe this Easter, God will change our lives. Maybe this Easter, God will change our families. Maybe this Easter, God will change our neighborhood. Because how many of you guys know, what should have happened on Chick-fil-A grounds should have never happened. But who was praying? Who is praying for our neighborhoods? Who is crying out for God to show up? Jesus, will you please have your way in our midst? We are so sick of families falling apart. I've been in the church for so many years. I got saved 1231.99. And in the church, it's the same as the world. Christians are dividing and separating like never before. It does not change. But maybe this Easter will be different. Will we believe God for change? Can we please? I'm begging you guys because God wants to do something on this earth. There's a group of young people right now that I talk to on a regular basis. These people over here that they just have a glimpse of what it looks like. But you guys experienced it before. There's people that's been in the crowd that been a part of the Jesus revival. Or I was going to say Pastor Ronnie was a part of Azusa Street back in the 1800s. But I'm not even going to go there, right? That's a whole night. Some of you guys know what that is, right? But... These young people are looking for you guys to believe because what they're seeing, they're being bombarded with on a regular basis. What they believe, this is not against them, but what they believe is all they know. That's all they, our little kids, all they know is that it's okay for a man and a man and a woman and a woman to be in a relationship. It's okay for political parties to be arguing back and forth. It's okay for us to argue with one another in public. It's okay for our authority figure to belittle other people. It's okay for our parents not even to come to church. I'm saying maybe this Easter God wants to change. And I know I'm speaking like a, a, a madman. I know I'm speaking like I'm crazy because I'm just telling you guys, God wants something different from Cornerstone Church. Our kids are watching us. But will you dare to believe? Will you dare to to turn your expectancy up? That resurrection power is alive today. There's nothing dead that can't be brought back. You understand? When Jesus died, there was no one to raise him back up. Jesus had rose other people back up, but when he was died, what did the disciples do? They went into a locked room. They were afraid. Even though the women came and told him, Jesus is alive. The guy was like, I still don't believe it. I'm stupid. You know guys are dumb. <laughs> the women, give me a hand clap for the women. Give me a high five for the women. There we go. The women was the first one to believe, not the men. Shame on you, men. <laughs> we went, and even Paul and John ran and still didn't believe. They saw he wasn't there, and they still didn't believe. But the women believed. I think it's time that men stand up. I think it's time that men raise up and believe for their families and their friends. I, be- I believe it's time for men to take back control. Okay. Here's what happened. I love you, Cole. You're a good guy. All right. I've been, 
I was born and raised in Detroit. And being born and raised in Detroit, you get used to certain things. Every night, you hear guns fire. You just drop to the ground. It's nothing normal, right? You hear people going off. Just drop to the ground. Give a couple seconds. They'll be done with it. Sirens, helicopters. You're used to it, right? When I moved away from Detroit, I realized the world doesn't have to look like this. I was raised in the gutter, and I thought this was normal. I thought everybody was like this. Everybody is over there. Everybody cusses. Everybody uses the N-word. Everybody um, has premarital relationships. I thought this was normal. Then I moved away to Oklahoma. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hee-haw, right? I experienced a different normal. I moved away to Oklahoma, and I realized there can be men and women who love each other and until they're old. Again, I'm not going to pick on Pastor Ronnie. Until, until they're old, right? There can be children that are raised right in the Lord. I'm telling you guys this is because our children, our students, will never see anything different until we decide to believe something different about God. Today, you are here because God wants to tell you, turn it up. He needs us to turn it up for the life of our kids, for the life of our students, for our grandkids. He needs us to turn it up. Experiencing God was not about you, though. That's beautiful. I love it. But when God calls you to do something, it's because he wants to talk to someone else's life. Experiencing God is about God using you as a vessel to win more lives for Christ. Because we're trying to crowd heaven out of the... I want God to put up a sign that says, fool, please leave. You get what I'm saying? We're not accepting any more people. That would be amazing. Like some people had to get turned away. Man, I missed it. Dang it. I knew it. Or maybe they can start kicking people out. Don't pay me no attention. There we go. But will you believe? Will you turn up your expectancy today? Let me tell you this. I just wonder, I just wonder, what would Rome, Georgia look like when three or four people decide that, God, this place is not dead yet? I wonder, what would Rome, Georgia look like when a group of people say, I'm going I'm to pray until God does it, until God makes a change in my neighborhood? I wonder what Rome, Georgia would look like. This is the South, so you guys know what I'm talking about. Everybody go bless your heart. Bless your heart. Everybody is saved. I haven't met anybody who don't know Jesus. I haven't met anybody who don't know Jesus. However, there's nothing different about the South than it is the North. Our children still want nothing to do with the church. They may go to Christian events because they're Christians, but a lot of them still don't want anything to do with the church. 
There's other places that are no different than us. And this is the South, where people come to church every week. But God is saying, are you willing to turn up your expectancy? So today, I think it's a good point. I want us to pray. And I want you to turn up your expectancy. I don't know what you're praying for right now. I don't know what you're asking God for. I don't know what God spoke to you in this message. I don't even, I don't even know. Maybe it was nothing I said and God spoke to you in a different way. Because trust me, I haven't said much. But maybe God has spoken to you in a different way. Today I want us to pray for that. And we, as a congregation, are going to pray for you. So I'm, just, I'm throwing it out there. Maybe you're bold enough to say, I have something I'm praying God for right now. I'm asking God to touch this area. If that's you, are you bold enough to stand up and say, I want to experience the resurrection power in my life? Is that you? Go ahead and stand up if you feel like it. Maybe that's you. I see that back there. Thank you so much. I see that over there. Yes, I'm seeing this over here. We're seeing these people right now. Uh, uh, Sambu, put on a little music for you. If they're standing up around you, let's be bold. Let's go over. The church, it's time for us to pray. So go over to those people right now. Lay your hands on these people that are around you and pray. Would you do that with me? Please. We're going to take a season. Go ahead. Let's stretch your hands. Church, let's, 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 go, let's surround these people because this is the power that we're talking about. If you're around, if there's a believer around you, if there's somebody standing up right now, will you pray for them? It's not about me. It's about God touching these people. Touching their lives. Let's pray. There's people standing in the back that don't have anybody praying for them. Let's pray for those people. Please, church, I need you. We need you to pray for those people in the back as well. Let's lay hands on those people, please. Because we're looking for a touch from God today. Father God, right now we're asking you to show up in our lives. To touch each individual here, Lord. They had the boldness to stand up, to believe, because they're expecting you to show up in their life, God. Will you speak to them? Will you make a way out of no way? Will you heal their body, Lord? Will you provide for their need, Lord? You said, if my people will humble themselves and pray, repent of their sins, and turn from the evil ways, will you heal us, Lord? Will you heal this land? I don't know what the prayer request is, but you do, God. It's not about me. It's about you right now, Lord. Will you touch these people, Father God? Let them not leave here the same way, Lord. Lord, we are expecting you to show up in their lives. We are expecting you to heal them, Father God, to restore their marriage. Father God, to provide for them financially. Father God, to take care of their children, Lord. Whatever it may be, whatever it looks like, Lord, will you do it today, Lord? We're believing you. There's nothing that's impossible when we believe, Father God. Where two or more gathered in your name, as touching and agreeing on anything in heaven, it shall be done. So we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in these lives. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to do it. We're believing with them. We declare that it is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Can we get a hand clap for Jesus? While the music is playing, you guys can have a seat. We want to give this to you guys. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. Maybe you're here today. And again, I know this wasn't a polished message. This wasn't the normal style. That This is not even Cornerstone Church, let's be real. This is not how we normally do things. But it's all good. Because I want to make sure you hear this. 
The reason we can experience the power of the resurrection is because of what Jesus did for us. Jesus was so you got, Jesus was so awesome. He willingly came here to earth and he allowed them to hang him on a cross. He endured so much pain and suffering because he said, you know what? One day in history, in 2023, there's going to be somebody who needs me. And so when he died on the cross, they thought it was said and done. But the best part about the whole story is today. It's because three days, on the third day, he rose again. And he's alive right now. He's not, we don't serve a dead God. He's alive right now. I'm telling you guys that because they're going to play a song. And during this song, if you made a commitment that you say, you know what, I want to receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Let me tell you what you do. During this song, all you got to do is pray to, you, pray to God. The Bible tells us that if you will believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you too will be saved. So while this song is played, I want you to think about those words. Think about any other prayer request you have. Think about what God wants to do in your life. Think about the changes you want to make around you. See, look in your quiet time right here. Look and see what God is doing. And make that commitment today. So I'm going to turn it over and you guys can do your thing. Aren't you so glad that Christ decided to come and die for each one of us? Man, what a day, what a day. Our prayer team is going to come up front now. If you need prayer for anything after service, these folks will be here to pray with you. You know, as Pastor Stephen was saying, um, talks about in the gospel that the angel was sitting on top of the stone that he rolled away from the tomb. And the two Marys came and they said that, I know you're looking for Jesus, but he's not here because he's risen. Just as he said, and I love that part, that just as he said. You know, we can believe everything in the Bible. The older I get, sometimes the less I understand about God, but the more I believe in him. Sometimes it's hard to figure out why life happens the way it does to us sometimes. But God is good, and God loves each one of us because he sent his son to die for us and to rise from the dead for us. That's the most important part. So we just want to remind you of a couple things. We thank you so much for your giving here. Um, there's a couple ways you would do that. You can text to give. You can give online. There's offering boxes in the back. If you're new here, we don't pass a plate or a bucket around, so you'll have to give a, a different way. Um, but we just thank you for your generosity because we can't do anything that we do here as a church family without your support. So thank you for that as well. Um, want to remind you, too, I think Pastor Jody said next week is baptism. Um, if you're thinking about that and you've never been baptized in water, man, sign up. You can go online and do that. It's real easy. And if you show up and decide, then we're going to do it anyway. So, as always, we're going to send you out with a blessing out of numbers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward each one of you and give you his peace. God bless you. Have a great Easter day. 
We hope you were blessed by today's message. If so, feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else. Thanks for listening.